0: From the halls of assembly, you'll hear us scream and shout Our love of Indiana is manic and devout Everything I do, we discuss in unique manner We won't be satisfied until we hang another banner Us two goofy guys go by names of Ward and Eric, And as you probably know by now, we're well, Hoosier Hysterics, Hoosier Hysterics Hoosier Hysterics, who's your hysterics? Happy New Year. Oh,
1: I was going to say it. (laughs) You never start. It's a new year. I'm starting. Are you going to start the podcast from now on this year, 2024?
0: Just this episode.
1: No, no. Every episode. Okay. Let's change everything up in 2024. You have to do the Twitter handle at the end, and you have to remember to ask people to do it. (laughs) And you have to play Daryl. Yes. (laughs) Yes. What
0: do you mean? I mean, what? Play with Daryl. Right, right. And like, he's going to stay at your house instead of mine. Right, right. All right. Where is Daryl? Daryl?
1: Yeah!
0: I guess he's over by your pool.
1: (laughs) I can't even do it.
0: Neither can I. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, happy New Year, my friend. And to you. And to all our listeners. That's right. It's been a few days. We decided to delay it a little bit because of the New Year. And because Indiana has a huge game that we are going to watch tonight as part of the
0: podcast, kind of. Yeah, we're not going to make you listen to us watch the game. One, that's going to be too many expletives, even for us. Yeah. Two, you have a watch the game. You're going to know what's happened, but you're listening to us now when we don't know what happened, and then you're going to listen to us afterwards when we know what you know while you're listening right now, which is what happened in this game. That was a good explanation, albeit confusion well you were tapping on the computer so i thought while i was saying
1: it you had forgotten to hit record no i hit record i was just hitting the do not disturb classy um so yeah everybody out there knows something we don't right now right and we're happy right now
0: yeah we're in a good mood it's january
1: it's a new year uh
0: our team should be at full health We've been shooting the basketball well, albeit against lesser competition. Uh, The sky's the limit in early January, January 3rd, 2024.
1: And because it's 2024 and we're doing everything different and swapping roles and swapping wives. Finally. (laughs) You have to do the lead in to our next piece of business. Well, our next piece of business is, as always...
0: You have to say we are.
1: Is oh, I was, wait, no. And then so, I say powered by. It. Yeah, I led you into powered by. That would have worked. You said our next piece of business is that. Th- that doesn't lead into powered by. Our next piece of business is powered by. Yeah. Oh, it does. <laughs> <laughs> but as always, we are powered by. Doom,
0: doom, doom. CommunityCards.com. Sponsor of the Part Us Eric City Cards talk with Border Eric.com And fade out
1: Oh I love it I love it fade Why out. are you using that voice? <laughs> really busted my balls. <laughs> um I have a story about community cars. Oh, please share. New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. a couple down the street, neighbors, where they have kids that are friends with my kids. They came over. This dude follows us at Hoosier Hysterics for the Hysterics. No E. No I. But the sometimes what. And he told me how he was looking for a new car. Okay. I'm like, what happened? What happened to your old car? He's like, uh, I totaled it. And I'm like, oh, no, what happened? And he told me the story. And then I'm like, well, have you found a car yet? And he said, no. And I said, what are you looking for? And he told me, I go, look, let me just connect you with community cars. They'll deliver the car to you out here in Los Angeles. He's like, what? Yeah. I said, yeah, they will do it. And if you buy one, they give you a second one free. (laughs) Bogo, um, 24 Bogo special. But he's like, all right. He goes, actually, I'm looking for two cars what i go why are you looking for two cars he said because i totaled my first car so i started driving the old car that we were going to give to my daughter who had just turned 16 and i totaled that car (laughs) he totaled two cars within like nine days this could be a great customer for Evan. (laughs) he he could retire i just said so i said what kind of cars do you want and he laid out the parameters for each and, and they're different cars you know for him a little bit bigger a little bit nicer of a car, a little newer of a car, used cars. He wanted two used cars. Uh-huh. And for his daughter, he wanted like a Honda Accord, you know. Like, Safe,
0: reliable, but not schnaz. Yeah,
1: and like five years old or whatever. Sure. you know. So I called up com- our community cars. I called up our friends. And I said, hey, here are the parameters. Within seconds, they got back to me. They're like, we got it. We'll, we'll, we'll hook your friend up with something. I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, yeah, yeah. We'll find the right car anywhere in the country. We'll get it. And then we'll ship it to them. No problem. We'll send them all the paperwork. Connected the dots. The guys bought two cars. (laughs) I should be a huge car
0: salesman. Well, If nothing else, it means we're going to be sponsored for 2024.
1: Yeah. But now I realize, (laughs) now I realize, Ward, Evan and Community Cars have won this deal. That's okay. That's okay. No, it's not. I want
0: commission on cars sold instead of our sponsorship deal. Okay. If I'm not involved in any way, shape, or form. Like this scenario, do I get a piece of what you
1: get? You're right. Let's stick to the sponsorship. (laughs) So my point is, though, and this is the point with community cars. This guy had two very different needs, both used cars, both different kinds of cars, both different budget items, budget lines for both cars. And community cars is like, yeah, we got it. It doesn't matter if you want a luxury brand new car, if you want a giant SUV, if you want a compact safe car with some you know, some miles
0: on it. What if I want a 1969 Camaro Supersport with the 350?
1: Chances are Evan's got one of those in the warehouse. Okay, that's true. <laughs> I'd have to go to the warehouse yeah. for that. So anyway, communitycars.com, kicking off 2024 is our sponsor and partner again, and we love them. And if you're going to buy a car, no matter what level you're looking at, they got you settled. So it is the new year. Which means
0: I will open up this new segment, which is an old segment. It's a recurring segment. An annual, annual
1: segment, if an, you will,
0: An annual segment. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we're going to make some New Year's resolutions. It's what we do as Indiana basketball fans
1: on behalf of our program, of our team. Yeah, not just Indiana basketball. It could be New Year's resolutions for any team at Indiana. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. Is that is that a surprise to you? Uh, n- <laughs> uh yeah, yeah.
0: I'm so focused, laser focused on, on, it, on it being basketball season, but immediately I was like, ooh, goody, uh football's yeah. into the mix, Well, But obviously. why don't
1: you your mind was set for basketball? It why was. don't you kick us off with the first resolution that you would like to make? As it pertains to IU men's basketball.
0: My first resolution as it pertains to IU men's basketball, which I alluded to earlier.
1: We're just repeating each other.
0: Is these these gentlemen can shoot the basketball. Clearly, they grew up shooting the basketball. In practice, they shoot the basketball. And in the last two games, they have shot the basketball very well. These gentlemen are physically able to do it and my new year's resolution to them. My gift to them is the gift of confidence that they have gained during the holiday season to now go out into the big 10 and continue to shoot the three ball at a high clip, both in quantity and in quality. And look, I'm not expecting this to all of a sudden be, you know, the Golden State Warriors circuit to 2013, I'm just saying, we get ourselves to be a good average three-point shooting team, and a lot of teams are going to be scared to come to Bloomington or to have Bloomington come to them.
1: I love that as you're saying that, everybody in the audience knows if we shot the three ball well tonight, and it's either like, you moron, (laughs) or they think that you were precious. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Best word use on our podcast so far this year. Fresh.
0: Fresh. Yes, very good. Very good.
1: All right. My New Year's resolution is a personal one as it relates to the basketball team, but it kind of counters a little bit of your resolution. Bring it over. Look, this has been a tumultuous, weird first 13 games of the year. It has been weird. You know, um, we had high expectations, a lot of new talent with specifically Khalil and McKenzie. And, you know, the performances that we saw against UConn and Auburn were awful. Kansas feels like we we lost an opportunity there. And I've been very critical of what you talked about, the shooting, the style. And I, I don't want to feel this angst anymore. Mm-hmm. So here is what I'm going to try to do in 2024 completely change who you are as a human being yep <laughs> yep yep i am going to try to focus on what the 2024 indiana hoosiers are and not what i wanted them to be before the year started and let me explain sure. when we recruited Mackenzie and Baco, i thought Oh my God, we've got a 40% three point shooter that's going to shoot six, seven threes a game. CJ Gunn is going to take a huge leap forward and be that shooter that we heard he was in Indianapolis in high school. Trey Galloway is going to go from 47% last year to shooting higher volume and maybe around 37, 38% this year. Xavier, around 40% last year, is going to be a high volume 40% shooter. Khalil. Is going to be a 35 to 40% shoot. I had it in my head that all these guys were going to be amazing three point shooters, and we were going to be a three point shooting team. The first 13 games of the season as a whole have shown we are not. That, that like what you said, we're not the Warriors circa 2015 or whatever it was. But what we are is we are 10 and 3. We do have Malik Renu, who is dominating down low right now yes mackenzie Mbako is averaging double digits now and over the last many games is shooting like you know hitting like 13 14 points a game mostly from like around the bucket free throws where he's only missed one free throw on the year i believe which is crazy getting to the rim offensive rebounds khalil who had a couple threes at the beginning of the year but shot mostly around the rim trey galloway who struggled for a while, but now we see like he's not, not a great three-point shooter, but getting to the hole and finishing and getting to the free throw needs to shoot better free throws, obviously. Anthony Walker, who's been awesome coming off the bench, not a three-point shooter, no. but a slasher, that little jump hook, one-handed push shot, that's what we're good at. And rather than constantly bemoan what I wish we were, but we are not, I'm going to try to focus on, you know what? Maybe Woody is right. Maybe he sees CJ didn't take the step forward in his shot. Trey Galloway isn't shooting like we thought he would. Xavier injured. Gabe Cups can't rely on right now for outside shooting. Mackenzie and Baco can't find the stroke. Um, Malik Renew is our best three-point shooter right now. And maybe because we aren't that good, do you really want to shoot 23-pointers a game at 25% right no, no. we'd rather shoot, get to the free throw line, shoot over 70% yep. if we can, and Pretty shoot nice. and shoot high percentage of twos around the rim. So I'm going to do, it is my resolution to do everything I can to just focus on what we are and hope that that's good enough to go on a run, compete in the Big Ten, win enough games, and make the NCAA tournament. That's my resolution. But I'm going to try to stop bemoaning Why don't we shoot 23s? Why aren't we shooting 45% as a team? If we have great shooting nights, I'm going to be so happy. But I'm not going to expect it going in, and I'm not going to cry for it all the time. I'm overdoing that. It's too angsty for me. And I want to move on and just focus on what we do do well. And we do have a guy in Malik Renew, who the last several games is playing at an All-American level. I want to focus on that. Never going to (laughs) happen.
0: Uh, no, I I like, I like that take. I like that take. I don't think it really counters my own take in terms of like, I'm not expecting uh, us to be known for our three-point shooting, but just that it's enough of a threat, enough of a weapon. It's consistent enough that if a team does come in and look, we're going up against the Nebraska team, that very high volume, pretty good percentage. You know, I just don't want to be run out at the gym because we can't hit a few. That being said, no matter what happens, especially if Bailey's humping your leg, yep. let's make sure we've no, got everybody that. Sees it there. <laughs> can see it. This is why you subscribe to Pigs, is to see Eric's dogs making sweet love in the new year to his shin. Wow, that is a big dog. I mean, if she wants it, you it just kind of have to give it to you got to just...
1: You got you know you gotta do that report? <laughs> you that? gotta sit back, sit back and enjoy,
0: enjoy it. it. Yeah. Rest in peace, coach.
1: Um, all right. Wait, no, oh, sorry. No, but I gotta
0: now I gotta give another resolution, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Again, it's it's for the team. You're doing basketball again? I'm doing basketball again because I kind of came in with two for okay, basketball. Okay, cool. And um for basketball, again, for the team, not focusing on my own approach to the team. Maybe that comes later, is Move, just move, fellas. I, I, as a completely untalented athlete, have it fully within my power at any age in my life to move. Not well, not with agility or speed, but you can always move. And I feel like you're playing against other college teams, not particularly good ones in the Big 10 this year, and you've got so much talent, boys, more than almost every other team you're gonna go up against in the conference. If you're moving if you're if you're looking for each other and you're moving without the ball good things are going to happen inside or out and look i'm not sure exactly what's being preached in practices or, or even generally but i guarantee if these guys just don't stand around and watch the ball they're all going to have good opportunities to do what they do well and and if they're out on the court. There's something they can do. The coaches have seen it both in practice and in games at this point. Anthony Walker is a great example. Took a few games for him and the teammates to figure out what he does and how he can do it with with this lineup. And look, X coming back in. I'm wildly curious how that's going to affect the the little flow our offense does have. Uh, But I hope it helps it. I hope it's got to help. We push it up the court more and that these guys, if they're moving, they're gonna get their shots, whatever their shots are.
1: Yeah, look, X is the best playmaker we have on the team. Gabe has filled in admirably, and I can't expect Xavier to come in right off the bat either and play thirty minutes a game. You know, I mean, they're gonna have to work them back in. Right, but, but Gabe's a facilitator.
0: X is an instigator.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't even call Gabe a facilitator right now. I would call Gabe a manager. A manager, fair. That's you know? fair. Um, but yes, yeah, your point about um. X being an instigator, forcing. Okay, my my last basketball resolution is simple, and it's more of a prayer than it is a resolution. But I'm going to put it in the form of a resolution. I would like to make the resolution that especially Xavier Johnson is just healthy for the rest of the year. This guy has been in college since the Carter administration. Yeah, and he deserves his last four months of basketball in the college level to be healthy so that he can show what he can do to help lead this team to whatever ceiling it has and then set himself up for a future, hopefully playing basketball professionally somewhere. He came back after a just a tragic, you know, break in his foot last year. He's missed a whole bunch of games already this year. I just want the guy to be healthy. We like X. He's had ups and downs. I just want the guy to have a good end to his collegiate career. And I am hoping that it looks like it did at the end of his first year at Indiana, because if it does, then this team can be dangerous.
0: Well, and this is where we're at. It's early January. We know and coach Woodson's first two seasons. Uh, it was tumultuous to use your word early on and things tended to find a little bit more of a groove as January wore on. And we got into February and we all know what happened in March in the big 10 run. Um, And we've all got to just hope for that. And I do think there's enough time for X to get his, his wind back, his legs back, his feel back, especially with a lot of what are still very new teammates for him. And, and, you know, I'll, I'll go ahead and just piggyback off of uh, your personal resolution. Mine is, is to try to be patient. And I know 13 games in, that seems kind of silly to say, but there's still a month, six weeks left for this team to figure out who they really are. And with the Big 10 being relatively weak, hopefully we can win quite a few of these games, even if it's a little uglier or closer than we want them to be, to get into a position six weeks from now where they've really figured out who they are, who each other are, and can give us some real excitement going into March.
1: All right, I'm going to move on to a different sport, football. Very well. I am going to make a resolution to give Coach Signetti this year. Just this year, though. (laughs) Because, I mean, with NIL and the transfer portal and the way things work in recruiting and football – where you basically recruit a guy up until halftime of his first game, (laughs) and then he can leave and come play for you. That's how it works in football, I guess. We're bringing in – I was looking at the math the other day. I think it's something like, when it's all said and done, there's 85 scholarships on a Division I team. We will have, I believe, around 30 to 35 new players next year. I heard 35 recently. Okay, so 35. And he's still recruiting, and there could be some more. There's more transfers. There's more portal stuff happening. We'll probably get
0: some of these guys who are playing in the Final Four right now. Probably.
1: (laughs) And remember, spring. Because what happens a lot is there is a wave of people who see what they're position is like and how they're liking it after spring football and get the hell out then. Right. So we could lose some people. We could lose some veterans that have been there for a little bit that they kept. We could lose some of those guys who are like this Signetti is not for me. Cigar netting and pick up some new guys. So he is like 40% new team for a program that has been on a downward trajectory for three years, for the better part of three years. Let I, Not going to tell anybody else what to do, but I am going to give him this year. Now, I still think this team can make a bowl because of the schedule. And we weren't far away from a bowl last year. Do you realize Minnesota was in a bowl this year? They won five games? Yeah, I I don't know why that happened, though. Because there's too many fucking bowl games. They got Pop-Tarts jumping out of a a secret thing. Did you see that?
0: No, I did not. The
1: Pop-Tart Bowl. (laughs) That, that one's one of the more appetizing bowls out there. Yeah, but I think it was either the Pop-Tart Citrus Bowl or the Cheez-It Citrus Bowl, which I think is hilarious because citrus <laughs> is pretty healthy.
0: Yeah, Cheez-Its
1: are not. I and mean, they are Pop-Tarts. <laughs> but the Pop-Tart Bowl, they had this mascot Pop-Tart like dancing <laughs> on the field. They made a big reveal. Anyway, too many bowl games. But he can make a bowl in year one. But even if he doesn't, I just want to give him the year. I want to get excited for every game. I want to see progress as the year goes on. I want to see some of these young guys that are that he's going to be playing. Although the truth is I don't think he's playing a lot of young guys. He's got a ton of transfers that he's going to play. That have
0: and again his rule with the transfers is guys who have been productive guys like the Ohio who have been, quarterback been available. Yeah, like that Ohio quarterback has already had a great collegiate career
1: and now he's going to come bring all that experience to the big time. I just want to see better football. And more importantly, I want to see better management of the game. I you know what I mean?
0: Yes. Yes, I do. I want to see what he's trying to do. Yes. They may not be able to do it this year, but I think because you wanted me to bring up the Colts, per usual, who have a first year head coach. Um and, and a backup quarterback and a backup quarterback you know and and the whole scheme everything he was building around was a guy who was an athletic freak and not gardner Minshew, who's just a freak who's just a freak in the best way
1: yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah. um so but you can see what he's trying to do and what the potential is when he gets those pieces in place or those pieces coached up to truly understand what he's trying to do. So keep in mind, like even all the new guys coming back, it's gonna be new verbiage, it's gonna be new schemes, everything about it's gonna be new to those guys too.
1: Well, except for half the team that played at James Madison last year. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> how many
0: of them played for him or were just coming to play for him?
1: I think we have like 10 transfers roughly that, that played for well, him. on the team. See, that's great. And then I think there's a handful of recruits who are going to go play for. That's
0: That's going to help that learning curve. But regardless, I will join
1: you in your vow to give him the year. And, we're going to resolve to give him a year, but want to see what he's building and some signs of what's to come. And... Like, did you hear him his little insult of our offense from last year? No, in his press conference, one of them he said, like almost with disgust in his voice, he's like, Look, we're gonna be a little bit more complex. <laughs> he's like, Last year was a little fundamental, I think that's the word he used. So, like, I do want to see some wrinkles and some aggressive play. And, yes, and I, I just want to see but, better management.
0: But let's discuss what giving him a year means. I think that means, certainly publicly, on this format, uh, any other format we might have publicly is to not get really negative.
1: Yeah, not no shit ma- on. It. Yeah, and no not matter, shit on the program. No
0: matter how like bad it gets
1: that it is yes. like we give him a year we give but him a year but year 2 we got to be in a bowl game
0: uh i, I think that What's is that's the bar i i would imagine i would imagine he's going to be very pissed if they don't go to a bowl next year no doubt Um, but especially us, with
1: eight home games
0: we'll wait till year 2 to get really pissed if we don't go to a bowl
1: yes games. um so i don't know whose turn is it i mean you kind of did a personal one well
0: i've 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 got one for soccer wow okay go my resolution for the soccer team is To make sure I don't let Eric watch any single match. In tournament play. Particularly in tournament play. And that these gentlemen and their coach. Who kind of deserve to win it every year. But have had a a bad run of luck lately. um, My New Year's resolution is for the soccer team. To bring home number nine. Number nine.
1: Don't we have nine?
0: We have eight, don't we? (laughs)
1: Because <laughs> Yagley coach got, Yagley six. got six, then you're right. Then the, the the coach in between got one, and then Todd got one. You're right. Um, all right. I'm going to do one for women's basketball. I resolve that recruits, especially athletic guards, realize what Terry Moran is building and has built And she starts to get, she has gained traction in recruiting, but it has not been gangbusters. And I want her to just hit the jackpot in recruiting. And it's tough because there are some women's programs out there that have a lot of NIL money. So So much. Yeah. And she's competing against that for the best players. And I just hope and resolve that recruits out there realize this is a special program with a fan base that just announced that the Iowa game is sold out for the first, for the big 10 game the other day, Illinois, we had 11,000 people at the arena.
0: That's incredible. There
1: just aren't many places where women can play basketball in college and get 10, 11, 12, 17,000 rooting for you. I resolve that recruiting matches the success that Terry has had on the court.
0: HHNIL.com people. Come on. You can help that. You can help that you. The person listening to me say this right now, you can help Coach Morin. She deserves it. They all deserve it. got it more? I feel I feel good about this. I I I think just sort of a follow-up on your um accepting what this team is right now. Yeah. I think a caveat to that is um don't look at the uh Torvik rankings or the net rankings, or the Ken Palm rankings. I'm not
1: gonna to resolve to that. I look at them all the time. But, <laughs> but see, I don't days.
0: think you can get out of this dark no, no, no. place you're at. No, 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 those are two different ra-
1: things. Those are two different things. I am not gonna expect us to play a different style than what we are. That's my resolution. I still expect Indiana to win and to go to the tournament. I'm not gonna lower my expectations for success, but we have had so much consternation on but this kind of basketball but but, but the team is 10 and 3 yes
0: this is and and like all these things you're resolving to do i don't think are are magically going to get fixed in the next 40 minutes of basketball we watch here momentarily and i think you're going to look at bark bark torvik after this game tonight win or lose and get really bent out of shape
1: well look Bart Torvik is 50% offense, 50% defense. Our defense has been bad this year. Aren't we like the 87th in yeah, both? It's terrible. But we can be a really good defensive team. We've got a rim-protecting, agile big man. We've got X coming back who's going to be a great defender. Malik can hold his own down low if he doesn't foul. Anthony Walker's a good defensive player. Like, we can be good defensively. Trey Galloway can be a good defensive player. That Bart Torvik rating of 87 should be in the top 40 in the country. It should be. And I think it can be. So if they play well on defense against, let's start tonight. If we hold Nebraska to low points when they're at home, the Bart Torvik defensive rating is going to shoot up. The Ken Palm rating is going to shoot up. What is their offensive rating? Do you know? High. Nebraska? Yes. That is why. But that's all the more reason why if we hold them, ours goes up higher. So – so, so if we don't play to our potential defensively, I'll be upset. Fair. Yeah. Okay. And uh, if we don't play to our potential offensively, and I'm not saying that we just may be wrong about the potential being a good three-point shooting team. We may be wrong. That just may not be what this team is built to do. This oh, team. I don't think anybody thinks that anymore. <laughs> fair. <laughs> I will also say this. I have one more resolution. Okay. Steve aired an IU women's volleyball NCAA tournament this year. Let's it's go. time. Yes. It's time.
0: Again, they they've earned it in the toughest conference of all time in women's volleyball. And get out there and support them because no doubt the more yelling and screaming people are doing in Wilkinson, the more likely that's going to happen. Indiana's about to
1: start. Ooh. We'll see if we can hold my New Year's resolution for the next <laughs> two hours. And then we will come back after a brief music interlude here. And react to the game. Should I do the music interlude? Well, you yeah, who else is gonna do it?
0: Well, that it would require me to go home and compose a song at like 9 30 tonight. Compose. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, let's watch IU. Who? Who? Jars! <laughs> That's how that works. Well, we're back. So, the worst of what we thought might happen happened. We were so positive and upbeat and in a good mood before the game. And, you know, I said this to you, I think during the Auburn game. The worst part for me, (laughs) the worst part for me is that honestly, we weren't that upset at the end of that game because it felt like this was inevitable. We fought on the road, they shoot a bunch of threes X's first game back and the, the metrics that we've been looking at and studying for the last two months, said that this would happen. I mean, like, it happened a little worse. They beat us a little worse. I think I think the metrics said we were going to lose by, like, 12 points or something like that. And we ended up losing by, I don't know what did we ended up losing by, 16. But really, it was a 20-point game. I would say we scored 12 points at the end of that game that were totally meaningless. Trey's two threes, CJ Gunn's last three was ridiculous. Um, I guess that's what bothers me the most and the, the the toughest thing to get over is just the inevitability of what we just watched that we were not wanting it obviously but expecting something like that.
0: Everything we did in the pre-show was bullshit. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. No. It, it it was us putting no, on it wasn't. a happy face and, and starting the new year on a positive note. I'm sticking there. But I drove over here tonight expecting to see exactly what happened because that is the basketball team we've been watching. That's 10 and three, and all 10 of those victories, have well, at least like nine of them, have been squeakers against really bad teams. And the three good teams, in two cases, we got blown out. And in the other case, we were at home, and we did what we do when we're at home. against a big-time opponent. We played better than we actually are.
1: Yeah, dogs are barking. Um, dogs are upset about it. Look, it's it's even hard to look at some of the statistics. Like, I don't think you can really look at the three-point shooting in this game, except to say that Nebraska was 12-32. of 32. So they shot about what they normally shoot. They shot the same percentage they normally shoot. They did exactly what they typically do. They weren't lights out on fire. No, not for the whole first half. (laughs) No, I think they hit eight in the second half, though. So they did. But at the same time, we hit nine. Now, granted, at least three of them are total BS. Totally. Um, The game was decided when those went in. but, But, Ward, we had 19 turnovers. They had eight. They had 27 points off of our turnovers. We had... Six points off of their turnovers. 27 to 6, they outscored us in points off of turnovers. Rebounds, we out-rebounded them by (laughs) 7. But when you turn the ball over 19 times, you're just not going to win a lot of games. Free throws, 13 of 19. We shot 68%. They shot 20 of 26, 77%. But, But honestly, this is, we talked about this. We know we were 10-3, and three. and yes, we should be happy with having 10 wins and only three losses. 10-4. 10-4. and, 10 and, four. 10 and four. But the metrics showed us that something like this was on the horizon, that our offensive efficiency and defensive efficiency just weren't good enough. Our three-point defense isn't good enough. Our defense overall isn't good enough. Look, they scored 86 points, and let's be honest, they could have easily had 90, 95 points if they wanted it. They benched their best player with, with four, four minutes bench. to go. Yeah, I mean the
0: look the the frustration, and I mentioned this at Spaces. If we have somebody listening, we'll listen to Spaces. I'm going to bring this back. We had a few beautiful moments at the beginning of that game where we had all our best players on the court at the same time, and we were winning. I don't know if that would have sustained. I of. This team, Nebraska, was going to get their three pointers at home. It was going to happen sooner or later. It happened later, but then X has to leave because they got him on some kind of restriction. Uh, Matt gets in foul trouble. Uh, you, it, Malik wasn't really feeling it in the first half, but it's like when you have just seeing X out there was so exciting because he's big and he's fast. And he knows how to create. He can create. He knows how to create. Um, But then he's ripped away from us again. It it honestly brought the feeling to me of like, oh my gosh, look at Anthony Richardson play. And now he's gone again. And this is not going to be as much fun without this guy on the court. But then when X did come back, we saw some of X's problems, meaning like three turnovers in a row. And it's just like, Gosh, okay, if we could have all our best players on the court at the same time playing at least their B-plus game, you know, maybe we could have come out with this with a win. But when two of our starters are on the bench for the vast majority of the first half, like, we're just not going to win any games. Certainly not on the road. Did you lose a dog? They
1: might
0: poop and eat it. They might poop and eat it. Eric had to interrupt our broadcast because one of his dogs might poop and eat it. All right. He's wrangling Bailey. Bailey is licking her lips just for the record. (laughs) I just, this is, this is who we are. Yeah. It'll be look 14 games in. This is who we are. It's it's, not good.
1: There's 20 big 10 games. We've played three of them. There's 17 left. So there's a lot of basketball left. However, there are just games on the schedule that you look at and you go, how many opportunities do you have to to get some games to pad that win column? And as far as road games go, this was one of them where you circled it and you go, okay, it's Nebraska. Like, they're not world beaters. They're ranked in the 50s and 60s. They're not world beaters. If we can't compete with Nebraska on the road, who's a 50, maybe they're as good as like a thirty top 35 team, top 40 team." But if we can't do that, your mind does go to where do we get the wins from? Well, and how it, do we how do we flip what the metrics are saying is going to happen?
0: Because you said compete. Yeah, we didn't compete, right? Like, like if we had lost a narrow, hard fought game that came down to the wire, you could be like, we could still defy the metrics. Uh that we're still better than what the numbers are saying. But the numbers are saying this. And the numbers are actually going to get worse after this performance, at least defensively, that it's like, I mean, uh, it's just so hard to find the, the silver lining that says, we're going to be better a month from now.
1: Well, look, Ohio State is playing really good basketball. They beat Rutgers tonight in a close game, actually. Barely at home. Yeah, that's true. And they haven't beaten anybody good. But they are an opportunity for us to get, you know, let's just look up the rankings here.
0: Clarify, Ken Palm said in these next eight games, including tonight, he predicted we'd go one and seven.
1: Yeah. Ohio State right now in the net is ranked 36th. So that's not a quad one win if we beat them at home because you got to be top 30 at home. But that's the next game. It's just, look. There was some really nice high-low stuff with Malik and Khalil. I mean, really nice, especially the second half, those but, dumps.
0: But then again, it shows, even when those guys were cooking together, they can't keep pace when a team's hitting their three points.
1: Well, but I'm not even going to – you're right. But the overall problem with this team is the defense. Because, yeah. because offensively, we know what we are. Like, I mean, look, we went 9-18 of 18 from three tonight, but again – Three of them were not reading, so yeah. I do think Malik is turning into a legit threat from three, which no one really saw coming, and we all hoped it would happen because we heard that he was working on it. But the guy's hitting multiple threes in multiple games now, like so that's a weapon. But this team should be better defensively now. If X, it's X's first game back. He didn't score a point today. Like he is going to get better. I mean, we he yeah. he. he He's not fully back, not even close. We saw glimpses of it. We did see bad X, too, with four turnovers in the first half. He finished with four turnovers. He didn't play that much in the second half. But you did see a few possessions where X was playing defense on Tominaga, really bothering him. Yeah. That one guy hit the bank three off of X, where X played really good defense for the possession, and the guy just threw up a Hail Mary and made it. But this team has is going to have to win on the defensive side because we're not going to outscore people. Um, and and what our our defensive
0: efficiency rating is going to be like a hundred now?
1: Well, in Bart Torvik coming into tonight, this does not. Uh, for those of you listening tomorrow, well, actually, this might include some of it because we are ranked 99th in Bart Torvik right now. Defense is ranked 111th. And uh, offense is ranked 94th. So I do think that this does include some of the stats from tonight. But, yeah, Bart Torvik thought that Nebraska would win by eight and a half points. And they ended up winning by 16. So that's where your defi- your efficiencies just get hurt. So we're going to fall. We're going to fall in the net. We're already 100, I think, 102nd in the net. We're going to fall spots. And that's really why I care about the def- the-, the metrics, because the net matters. And the net, net, used. and the net takes Torvik as part of it, right? I don't know if they take Torvik, but they take a statistical ranking. And the truth is, when you look at Torvik or Ken Palm, they're all about the same. There's not a lot of daylight between them. So, yes, they take in, youth.
0: Except for Sagarin, where I use still ranked 23rd. <laughs> Are they really? As Before this game, the, the last time I checked, like, a day ago, they were ranked 23rd.
1: And that's why Sagarin isn't used anymore. <laughs> um, but... It is a math game in some regard because you're ranked 100, you know, what would be ranked somewhere around 108th, 110th, somewhere probably around there, and maybe a little better, 105th. You have to climb that ladder. I mean, to be in that large bid, you got to get yourself in the top 50, top 55, maybe top 60 if, if you have big wins. And we don't have big wins. We have zero quad one wins. We only have 17 games left. There's not a ton of quad one wins on the horizon. It seems. So it just becomes a math problem. Like, how are we going to start climbing the ladder if we can't win games like this? And if we're not even maintaining our position, we're falling. That gets scary. And the proposition of this team missing the NCAA tournament in year three of this era is just scary. It's like we never imagined that that would be the case when we were all getting hopped up on goofballs with. Getting five stars and getting Khalil in the transfer portal and the talent is not the problem.
0: The talent is clearly like we, we we are not less talented than
1: Nebraska. I I don't know honestly. I don't know Ward. I don't know. I mean, I just don't. I mean, these some of these guys. Malik clearly has a ton of talent. Khalil clearly has a ton of talent. We don't know what X is. His talent has not been able to be. Uh, we we know ray isn't isn't super talented but i feel like in terms of x x is
0: quite talented we've seen it just not healthy yeah so who cares also consistency is a big part of it right like where it's like you could be the most talented team in the world but if you're going up against a very consistent team that knows exactly what they want to do you will lose unless unless you're hot unless your guys are cooking and and to me i just again without really an identity on either ends end of the floor
1: yeah we've no idea
0: 14 games in with
1: well we do have an identity on the offensive side I mean we do okay it, 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 is, right. it is the two big men I mean yeah. like that it's Malik and Khalil is our identity
0: yeah the problem there's is, just not enough going on around them for me to feel like it's a, a system or a scheme and
1: they aren't dominant enough together consistently to overpower the rest of the stuff. Right. But but I mean you talk about Tomanaga is is a more impactful player than Treyer X. I mean he is. The guy can shoot from anywhere. He can heat up. Our guys aren't that. Yeah. That that Gary guy that they had who didn't have a great game is every bit as good as in, as as I don't know who you would compare him to on our team, but McKenzie, he's better than McKenzie.
0: But I think it's also about what system are you in? And, and and where you know your role and, and it's optimized that, like, that talent can shine. Okay, but that, and, that's fair. But let me I, you something. I feel aside from those two big men, you just don't have, like, anything going on offensively where these other guys know exactly how and when they're going to get their
1: shots. Okay, but you saw some of the shots that Tobinaga made tonight and took, and some of the shots that Wilcher in the first half took, coming off screens and just popping. Who on our team does that? Maybe McKenzie. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, and not consistently. And it has not been consistent. That's not what he's for. It isn't, I don't think. But we don't have multiple guys. Trey's threes are wide open, coming over a pick where the guy goes under the pick and he's got plenty of time to set himself. Gabe Cups baseline three was a great pass from, who was it, Malik, I think, might have been. The cross court pass to game when he was on the baseline, yes, yeah. where he's got ten minutes to set himself. We don't have the guys, or they. We thought CJ Gunn might be that. He's not. He's yes, not he's that.
0: Certainly yet. not yet. And it was it was nice to see Gabe hit a long two and that three. It's like okay, good. Gabe that's, had a good game. That's in there. It was yeah. odd to see Trey take those two really long
1: threes in a row that never had a chance. Those were those were bad shots, bad decisions. It's not about how many you make, by the way. Sometimes it's just about when you make them. And we didn't make them when they counted and when they would have impacted the game. Gabe Cups had five points, five rebounds, three assists, no turnovers. That was a, you know, look, I know I'm looking for silver linings here, but we didn't lose the game because of Gabe Cops. I
0: just feel like we are playing less than the sum of our parts.
1: I would agree with that if I thought that the individual parts were doing their part, and I don't think they are. I mean, look at I, free throw shooting, Ward. Well, look at free throw shooting. You have thirteenth in the Big Ten. You going to blame Woody on that? I mean, I don't. I don't. Players have to step up and be grown ups and take accountability for themselves. Trey Galloway shooting in the mid fifties. Look, He's I a think, fourth year senior.
0: I think any one player or two players or three player players. But when your whole team, except for Mackenzie, is shooting ninety nine percent from the free throw line, right? When it's so systemic, it's like whether whether it's what's happening in practice or the players you're recruiting to bring into your practice. Well, that, like I'm so I've it, in that, the college game, I think it all lays at the feet of the head coach. I I don't all right, look, any you, one game, any one performance, or somebody's having a bad stretch of games, or a couple guys are. But to me, it's just like it's. It's like you look at this and you look at like, oh, we have four or five guys scoring in double figures. And it's why are we barely beating bad teams and getting our ass kicked by decent teams? Uh,
1: We are not playing well. I mean, we are not a good basketball team right now. I do agree with you there. And look, you and I talked about couch sports are about the coach. If you've got the right coach, things are going to work out ultimately. So I do agree with you there. But free throw shooting, Trey Galloway, like you said, he's a 50 percent shooter on layups. You know, like, and that's what it feels like with Trey. No, really. Okay, so. That might be generous at this point. I don't point. think that's Woody's fault, man. I Look, the guy finished last year.
0: Well, I'll, I'll I'll tell you why it is, is because
1: Woody's had three years to decide who he wants to have on the court for him. Okay, but when you say Trey, Trey has had, Trey's been really inconsistent this year. Yes. Really inconsistent. We thought he was going to take a step forward, and he has in some games, and in other games, he's taken a step back. And like today's game, I don't think you can get fooled. Trey Galloway had 10 points, one rebound, two assists, three turnovers. But four six of those points were meaningless. Were meaningless. We had four points. That's a terrible game for fourth-year senior starting shooting guard on the road where you expect leadership and performance, and he missed shots at the rim that he should have made. And Trey Galloway is six foot four and athletic and strong. He can't play as many minutes as he has and have one rebound. That's not Woody's fault. I, it's just, I, I can't blame Woody for that. We have a, collectively, I understand what you're saying. It falls on the coach. We are not a great constructed roster as it, it appears right now. But some of that is because some guys weren't what we thought they were. Well, then that's on the coaching too. Like
0: Like to me, as a frustrated Indiana fan who is staring into the abyss of season three of this regime and saying, we're about the hundredth best team in the country where I'm like, there is no way with everything you have going for you, when you walk in the door at Indiana University, there is no way you should be anything less than a top 25 team going into season three, barring disastrous injuries. And X hasn't, hasn't been great, but honestly, we've been playing so many cupcakes while he's been out that we've been able to win most of those games. Yeah. So ultimately, at the end of the day, we're looking at a about 100th ranked team, 14 games into the season. And and to me, it's like, no. I mean, we can break down any individual player and what they're doing or not doing, but the collective whole of how bad this team is right now, there's only one person to blame and he's being paid millions of dollars. And we're sitting here miserable every time we come to watch these games i'm tired of doing these podcasts talking about like i thought i thought now we're going to finally get into the era of this podcast where we're it's so fun to talk about the games we've been treading water trying to to spin spin gold out of turds all through the archie era and now into the woodson era it's like oh my god are we going through this again
1: the ken pom update uh, is I think we were about 86th in Ken Palm before this game. We are now 92nd, 106th in defense, 93rd in offense. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not going to disagree with you about it not being good enough. I don't think it, there, you it's, can, not, it's not even close to being good enough. I agree with that. But I don't think you can just blame one person.
0: I agree. I, I, I don't agree.
1: think he it's a blame. Just with his, it's, it, but at but the end, but at the end of the day, he's yeah, paid. That's that. he is paid to the buck stops there. the buck stops there. Yeah. And I think Woody would tell you that. Like I do think Woody would say, like, look, I mean, it's my job to get the guys ready to play, and it's my job to figure out a way to put them in the best situations, and that hasn't happened. In a, it has not happened this year in the games that really matter. I would argue one game. At Michigan, who, by the way, is terrible. I mean, Michigan is really a terrible team. Let's just see where Michigan ranks right now. Michigan ranks in Kenpom. Michigan is 59th in Kenpom. I mean, they're not a good team. And in Bart Torvik, Michigan comes in at a stellar uh, 65th and they're not they're not quad one that's not a quad one home win so this this
0: is a a not a good team a team that would probably be lucky to make it into the tournament who michigan and they're like 40 spots ahead of us
1: yeah by the by the metrics i mean look they're six and seven is their record so it's not good enough it's frustrating it's frustrating to just not compete like that It would be really frustrating if we lost at the buzzer. I mean, come on, we would be going nuts too. But to lay an egg and get blitzed by 20 against Nebraska, and I don't give a shit how good Nebraska is, and they're not that good, they're not that good, they shouldn't be 20 points better than us, and that's what they were tonight. The final score does not indicate how lopsided the game was. It's frustrating. I do think one, one huge thing, that is missing on this team is just real leadership. I mean, we've heard from, say what you want, but from Archie, from Tom Creen, from Mick Cronin, from Michael Lewis, from Woody, (laughs) from Kenya. Yeah, the best teams are player level. That, That is something that every coach will tell them, right? That you have to have a team that they can, in the huddle, look at the players and know who to count on to rally the troops. We do not have them. We do not have anything close to that. Now, again, you could always peel it back and say that's the fault of the coach for not having a guy there recruiting a guy that can do that. Season
0: one, I get it. You know, and you're like, well, he was thinking this guy and that guy and this guy by season two or season three would be that guy. Well, whoever he thought it was isn't.
1: Yeah, and the scary part is just projecting the future because right now Khalil Ware was awesome. He had a double, a 2010 game, you know, basically. Lots of blocks. Like, he causes problems. He's yeah. gone next year. Yeah. He's gone next year. I mean, like,
0: you could not ask for uh, somebody to even come close to filling Trace Jackson Davis's shoes. But he comes about as close as you're
1: going to get as a player showing up. As a sophomore who didn't even barely play for Oregon. Yes. Yeah, no, He he does a lot. And he does some things that Trace couldn't do.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, and, but and but then okay, but then you're also losing Jalen Shafino, which maybe as a, a coach you weren't anticipating. Nobody was. Nobody was really thinking that was a one. And well, done. they
1: certainly were. But part they of- the, certainly were after summer workouts. Sure, they were. Sure. And, and so so they had point, a transfer portal. They yes. had spring recruitments. They do. They knew he was gone.
0: And and ultimately, if you're saying these are my guys who are going to be my leaders next year or the year after that, and you're wrong about that that's on you too. You need to right. identify and, and like, nobody's going to hit a hundred percent, No, but you've got to be hitting enough on these guys often enough that you're putting out for Indiana university, a team that is always going to get the t- tournament and is going like, really got like, it's, it's, it's gross to be like, we would just love to be a top 25 program again. You know, like we haven't been really a top 40 program for several, you know, if, if you look at the, I mean, uh, last season again with Trace and Jalen, I think we were, we were, yeah, we were a top, we were, five team we were getting there, but then that's all gone. And there's, there's, there's uh, to your point, Khalil's gone. We've got, well, we've got
1: McKenzie's going to, I would be shocked if McKenzie's back And and look, he has not been consistent. X is gone. X is gone. But we don't. We do not have the point guard for next year's team. Right now, it's Gabe Cups. You know, it's Gabe Cups. Now, look, they're in on a bunch of guys, but when you're talking about, you know, I said this last year in the off season, that the thing I worried about the most was last year with Trace and Jalen, it wasn't good enough. Right, right. We didn't even make it to the Sweet Sixteen. Right. It was, and we didn't win a Big Ten title, and we didn't compete for a Big Ten title. Now I know all that matters is is the NCAA tournament. I get that. But no, no, the Big Ten, it does matter. Yeah, we want to win Big Ten. And and, and but we, it wasn't good enough. And it wasn't close to good enough. It was close, but it was not there. And we were missing, losing the two best guys on the team. So to just stay where we were last year, which wasn't good enough, we had to replace one of the top 10 players in the history of Indiana. Who's who's now like going to be in the conversation for like all rookie teams, right? And Jalen, who was a, a first round draft pick, you so you have to replace them to stay where you are, and then you have to add to that to get better. And I think what we clearly see is we have not been able to replace the production that Jalen and Trace gave us clearly. Like
0: we we've not been able to develop the younger guys. Not to, yet to even yeah, not yet. Uh, but but to to replace you know, uh, okay, if you're not always going to have a lottery pick, you're not always going to have uh, an all timer like Trace on your roster. You're not. Nobody's going to always have yeah that kind of talent on your team.
1: Uh, unless you're Kansas and you go out and get Hunter Dickinson to be a transfer. But
0: but then, but, but then, you know, that's where you need to have depth. That that's where you need to be like, okay, we don't have a superstar this year, but we got three
1: stars and a bunch of great role players. Right. And so to, to that point, like, but even to do that, to replace trace and Jalen is very difficult. Right. And we haven't done it. We, We haven't done it, but that wasn't good enough. So you then need even more talent and better execution to get to where you want to get. And my point is, what's scary is when you start looking at the future and you go, well, shit, Khalil was as good as you could be to replace Trace, and he's gone. And X. he wasn't good enough. And like sixth-year X is probably
0: about as good as you're going to get to replace Jalen, but he's been hurt a bunch again,
1: and it looks like it's still going to be good X, bad X. And so you put yourself in a position where you not only have to, at the high school ranks, bat like 750, you know, and, and bat 750 on top talent that can impact you right away. I'm talking about to be good next year. Oh, right. Yeah. To be really good next year. But then you also have to hit a home run in the transfer portal, which, let's be honest, like, that's a crack shoot, too. Like, Michael Duer was a transfer. Well, bust and, and and look in this new age of transfer portal you are going to have some
0: coaches who really excel because one of their strengths is getting a bunch of new guys to mesh right away yeah and this is the first time woody has got like oh i got 10 new players however many lot, new scholarship players and i need to get them to mesh right away and we haven't we just have yeah.
1: and but let's be honest it's really three big blowers, isn't it? Or four. I mean, it's really Khalil, McKenzie, Gabe, Anthony Wall.
0: Yeah, but those are four of our seven most important players. Yeah, that's fair.
1: That's fair. Yeah, if we, you're right. You're right. And, and, and it's not good enough. And so when you look at next year, you're like, geez, you lose Khalil. Okay, maybe you can keep Malik. And he continues to progress to being like a 20-point scorer next year, but he can't do it by himself. You have to hit another home run in the transfer portal. You have to hit another home run in recruiting high school kids. But just hitting those home runs, like with McKenzie, who is a top-10 player, we see he's he's been pretty good. I mean, he's averaging over double digits, but not good enough to get us over the hump. It just becomes so frustrating to think, how do we get there? How do we get there? without guys like Kayla Banks and CJ Gunn taking giant steps. And neither one has shown that they can take a giant step yet. You know, so that's what is the most frustrating for me is not even this season is projecting forward and just thinking about the pressure that is on Woody and this staff. You said you can't hit, you know, no one's gonna hit a hundred or a thousand, of course not. But they gotta come damn close to be able to leapfrog where we are this year and get past where we were last year well, it's and, hard to it's hard to see that in your head. And and this this
0: frustration now of like, I just feel like it came home to roost that. Yes, we are one of the the teams that escaped losing to one of the bye games. Right. We you don't know?
1: have a bad loss yet. Even this is not a bad loss.
0: Yeah. But we've come so close so many times. That's where it was like one or two close calls with the team. We were kind of sleepwalking when we showed up, and then we kicked it into gear. But it's like so many of these games against really, really mediocre opponents have been really competitive
1: until late in the game. And they've been really informative when we didn't want them to be. Like it turned out that like those performances seem in the first 14 games to be pretty indicative of what we are, which is mediocre at home.
0: bad on the road but but this is like because you're saying the future is is scary and depressing which i totally agree but you know even
1: we i'm not gonna say depressing yet i'm gonna say scary
0: okay scary then what i will say is absolutely depressing is looking all the way back to about 2017 and like the reality of what this program has been where okay maybe we would have made the tournament COVID year but like not comfortably we 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 won in the big 10 tournament it was like okay yeah we're probably going to get in uh and then we had to go on a tear in the big 10 tourney
1: in woody's first year to get in yeah we've had one year in eight years and and i'm going to include this year where we are safely in the tournament yeah
0: yeah And, and and that was like it it was unthinkable growing up to think we wouldn't be in the tournament of course we're going to be in the tournament it's like how how much of a shot at the final four do we have we'll probably get to the sweet 16 we we do a lot and and that where this program is like there's no debate there's no debate it's you are what your record says you are and wins and losses tournament appearances tournament wins like we have been just such a bad program for like the lifetime of my son.
1: Yeah, I, I mean you're right. right. He's eight. Well, no, he's nine. So. But but look, I do think the we are getting better talent to Bloomington than in the last three years than we did the four years prior, with the exception of Trace. Well, Romeo, but Romeo, oh, yeah. A, yeah. I mean, but but no, but when you think of Khalil, McKenzie, even Tamar, who by the way, we can have that conversation. Tamar, Jalen, X, that Woody was able to get. You know, obviously Kenya was the chief recruiter there. And and X was probably going to come to Indiana no matter who the coach was because of the Kenya relationship. Malik, McKenzie, like we are getting talent that we didn't even have a chance to get on campus when Archie was the coach. Yeah. So I don't want to overlook that, but that isn't what hangs banners. Like you have to win games and you have to build a team and a program that can win games. It's why it's frustrating when you look at like Wisconsin. Can you name a player on Wisconsin? Sam Decker. <laughs> Is he gone? He's gone. <laughs> he He's so gone, he's not even in the NBA anymore. <laughs> So, my point is that they have a system. Now, granted, Green Guard's been there forever. You well, know, and Painter's been there forever. Well, and and Guard was given the system. He was shown, this
0: is how you run this. This is
1: how you recruit to this. I agree. But at this point, it's on him. I mean, like, he's yeah, – if he no, wasn't good, they would not be good.
0: I, I I agree, but he's not as good as Bo Ryan, and that's why they're not as good as Bo Ryan's
1: teams were. Yeah, that that's fair. Back to your point, and let's go back to overall the identity of the team. McKenzie isn't shooting the three the way we thought. C.J. Gunn isn't taking a step forward (laughs) offensively the way we thought. Trey Galloway is taking a step back in some ways, and we didn't expect that. I don't blame – I just – I can't blame Woody for that. Malik has taken a giant step forward. So, look, you cannot argue this. Malik Renew is light years better than he was last year
0: well yeah but but I mean to me as a guy who was a five-star talent coming in who got to play every day against race and trace and and didn't get to develop as much in games because he had to watch those guys from the bench like I, I feel like I I give I don't want to say give them less credit for him developing the way he has yeah I, you can but it feels to me that feels more in, in, in inevitable when that guy's that talented and he's going up against other bigs but with I, that experienced and talented that he came in
1: with but i don't think you can have it both ways you can't say you you're not going to give woody the credit for malik but then blame him for the lack of development of the other guys that's fine that's fair and, and i'm fine giving them credit for Malik's malik. development. Khalil Ware is performing at an all-conference level. The guy couldn't see the court last year with Oregon. Yes. And got shit on by everybody. Oh, he can't play. He doesn't want to play hard. Woody has gotten him.
0: Okay, But, (laughs) but because we all know you get these five stars in, you get these big transfers in, and there's a lot of other people watching who are interested because they have a stake in those guys, and they have a stake in other guys who might come next year or the year after. And if you don't feed those guys and make sure they get theirs, you're not going to get those guys anymore. Okay. And so are are you then just spoon feeding these guys, everything they need while you're sort of neglecting the rest of what's going on around them. And it's great. Their stats are great. Their development's great. We have a shitty team right now. We have a shitty
1: team. Okay. Fair. But I'm going to go back to what I I hope we can agree on here. Maybe. (laughs) Look, I mean, Trey has taken a step back. X, we don't know anything about because of the injuries and inconsistency. CJ Gunn has not developed the way we thought he would. He has not taken a step forward. Kayla Banks is wildly inconsistent. Khalil Ware, giant step forward. Malik Renew, giant step forward. None of that should impact the defensive side of the ball. And defensively, we should be able to rely on We've got three guys in our starting lineup that are six, eight, or taller. We've got strength in Malik down low. We've got Khalil, who's a shot blocker. We've got Trey Galloway, who's been lauded as a good defensive player. And our defense ward is worse statistically than our offense. And we have not been able to stop anybody, anybody. Army, Florida Gulf Coast, Kennesaw State, no one. We are not Nebraska. We're not stopping anyone. I'm not. Maryland sucks, and Michigan was terrible. But consistently this year, our defense has been terrible. And that's where I still think this team should be able to be better. I don't know how all of a sudden we're going to become better offensively because I just don't know how that's going to happen. But defense is so much about effort and just locking in and a want to, and we haven't shown that this year.
0: Well, and the fact that we're playing these mediocre teams – And we're lollygagging for 75% of the game. And then when we realize, oh my God, how embarrassing is this going to be to lose this bye game at home? Let's kick it into another gear. Why aren't they starting in that gear? Why aren't they playing the majority of games in that gear and finishing in that gear? I don't know. I don't know. But I I don't think it's like a light switch where you can just turn it off and on. I think it's something you have to practice and you have to be consistent in, you know? And 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 you have to be held accountable. Yeah, and to your point, I mean, we've got the length, we've got the size to to play with anybody in the Big Ten. But as we've seen in previous years, you know, and I think the, not probably just the league, but the, obviously the whole game is moving towards the perimeter, and that's been our Achilles heel defensively.
1: All right, let's look at it this way, and then we'll wrap up. We're 2-1 and one in the Big Ten with one road victory that the stats metrics did not think we would win. We were not predicted to win at Michigan. We were not predicted to win tonight, and we did. But right now, out of three games, we've won one game we were supposed to. We've won every game we were supposed to. We've won one game we weren't supposed to. And we've lost the game we were supposed to. Ohio State coming up this next game is a defining moment for this team. Because they got to win this game. You cannot if if you start losing home games, there there is simply no chance to turn around and have a decent season. No, it's None.
0: true. It's true. So I mean, it, like, so we
1: we we still don't have that terrible loss. I agree. The metrics and the eye test, this team fails. But wins and losses are what matter. And if we win against Ohio State, who's ranked higher than us, and might turn into a quad one win by the end of the year, we don't know how they're going to perform but we have to win that game. And right now we haven't lost a game yet that we shouldn't have. And that is what I think you have to focus on moving forward. Ohio State is another opportunity to prove that we can win games that are in the balance. Because I do think that the metrics say we're supposed to lose that game, but that's a home game against a middling team I don't care what the metrics say. You cannot lose that
0: game. Well, they've won four in a row and they're twelve and two. And I don't know who they the twelve no, wins were. Against. They haven't beaten anybody. Yeah. Okay. So, and th- and this is what's going to be really interesting in these first few games in the Big Ten is when we start playing each other. And yeah, I mean, those in the Big Ten who ventured out against good competition like we did in the non-conference have largely been thumped, except for Purdue, which kills me to say.
1: But they beat your- Bama. They beat Bama. Okay, well, on a neutral side. There you go. They beat Bama. That's a better win than we have. Their other best win is. They don't have another. They don't. They don't have another good win, really. So look, it
0: is really at this point all about defending home court because I, I I've seen nothing to make me think we're going to go on the road.
1: And, you know, well, except we beat Michigan. So can we go on the road and beat the really bad teams in the conference? Maybe, maybe. But, Ward, you don't need to win too many of those if you hold court at home. Like, you got to win two. Yeah, right? So it's like
0: in holding court at home. And, I mean, what, like, Purdue's coming to town. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like we're going to be undefeated at home.
1: No, but we are right now in conference. I know we've only played one. <laughs> so, but that's what I'm going to hang my hat on. And I'm not going to get – I'm not going to – I mean, we are ringing the alarm bell, but it's not a five-alarm fire until we start losing home games against teams that aren't the best in the conference and if we do that if we lose against Ohio State it's hard to see where this team goes this season
0: I just feel bad that you know this is like that people have to listen to this that we have to say it and they you know listen to it you know no one's
1: listening at this point I
0: hope not for their sake tune now. because it's it's just like, uh, I'm I'm hopefully getting it off my chest and we'll go home and not be in a foul mood around my family. But it's just like this this dark cloud on the horizon that's coming, right? Like no more buy games, no more, right, no more St. Mary's of the poor coming like this. No, is it all, seems like
1: every game could be a loss.
0: These are all big ten games, all of them.
1: And an army can almost beat us at home, Camp Minnesota. Right. We're going to find out, and we're going to be there for the Minnesota game. (laughs) We picked the game on the schedule that we
0: thought was most likely to be a win. Which means if we lose, the curse narrative will be back in full effect. It's already hovering around because of the IU women's game in Stanford. Yeah,
1: it's there. It's definitely
0: there. If there's one home game, I hope we win. I hope it's that one. Happy New Year, buddy. Happy New Year, Hoosier Nation.
1: you got to do the thing.
0: And remember to follow us on Twitter X because our handles doesn't have vowels. So it's, uh, Hoosier hysterics. Awful. Uh, Hoosiers the normal way. Hysterics. No, I, no E, but sometimes the Y.
1: It doesn't even rhyme anymore.